The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 125 of Spur of the Moment. Yeah, coming straight from the Simonator Studios in the heart of Texas, the Spurs lost a close one to the Chicago Bulls <laughs> in Chicago last night by a score of 128-104. to 104. We saw the return of DeMar DeRozan, but he wasn't their leader. In fact, the Bulls had three players with over 20 points. They had uh, Nikola Vucevic, who had 22, Andre Drummond had 21, and Zach Levine had 20. So had three different players over 20, and that was just too much for the uh, young Spurs on this game. So, Drew, what were your thoughts about the Bulls' dominant performance over the Spurs last night? Yeah, I think the Bulls were very good. I think the Spurs didn't really keep the ball in control. 18 turnovers. We had like three guys with three-plus turnovers, which wasn't good. We actually had three um, Shooting-wise, we shot 44%, not as good as we did our last game. And from three-point range, we shot 31%. Um, and Andre Drummond played like a really good player. He played like prime Shaq in this game. He just decided to shoot 9 of 9 and just play really well. So the Bulls came out on top like I was expecting. Yeah, Drummond had a good game for them. That was kind of throwback. But uh, anyway, we have some news on the trade front for the Spurs. Today, the Spurs dealt... Cash considerations to the Miami Heat for Dwayne Dedman and a second-round pick in the 2028 draft. Drew, what are your thoughts about this trade, and uh, what do you think is the uh, uh, how we're going forward from here? Yeah, I think this is a, a little bit of a simple move. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think we got a second-round pick out of it, which is in 2028. I think this pick will be good. I think we also – who got some cash? The Heat. Yeah, we paid he, them. Yeah, yeah, we paid them to get a player that might not stay. He might, but I think he's a veteran, and I think we might. he might get waived and go to a championship-caliber team. But I think the second-round pick is pretty good, so I think we might have won that trade. I think it's pretty even, though. Yeah, not not really a big trade, but uh, we had to bring it up. Now it's time for our Tankathon segment, and this is where we simulate the lottery and we talk about the possibilities that could end up with the Spurs. Uh, so let's get it rolling. So tonight we fell to the fifth pick. We have the third worst record, but again, remember this is a lottery with lottery odds. And the fifth pick in, in this, it kind of leads us to a few different guys, but tonight has us getting Osser Thompson from Overtime Elite, six foot seven, 2007. Uh, his brother, Eamon Thompson, is projected to go as the number three overall pick, but Osser Thompson by all accounts, is a better defender and a better shooter, so better uh, 3 and D guy than his brother from what we can gather. Um, on the season, Oscar Thompson's averaging 16.3 points a game, 7 rebounds, 5.9 assists, 2.7 steals, 1.3 blocks, and he's shooting 33% from the three-point land. So uh, that's Oscar Thompson. Drew, what are your thoughts about him? 
Yeah, I think he's very good. Also, 2.5 steals per game. I think that's a really good part of his game. He's 6'7", 207 pounds. He's 20 years old, and he's from Oakland, California. I think Thompson is a really good player. I think he's good defensively, good offensively. I think he's a little slightly better shooter than his brother. And I think he would be a good fit to the Spurs. But I don't. I hope we don't fall to number five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a good point. I mean, nobody does, but we're trying to prepare you for all scenarios. All right, now it's time to get to our top two and bottom two. I'm going to start with the top two tonight. I'm going to take it. Tonight I had number one, I had Keldon Johnson. I mean, obviously he was the Spurs' leading scorer and just their overall team leader. He ended up with 21 points on 8 of 12 shooting, which I was really impressed with. Two boards, two assists. He was 5 of 5 from free throw, uh, and uh, he also had a steal. So that's my number one. My number two for the second game in a row for me is going to be Mr. Jakob Pertl, who had 14 points, nine rebounds, four assists. He also had two block shots and uh, was 6 of 11 shooting. So Jakob was my number two for the second game in a row. Drew, what about you? Yeah, I also had Keldon Johnson. You already went over numbers. I think Keldon Johnson had a good game. I think he needs to be shooting the ball slightly more, though. I think 12 shots is not enough, but he's my number one top two. He had 21 points, which is a pretty good game. My second top two, oh, Malachi Branham again. He didn't shoot very well, but he still had 15 points, five rebounds, four assists. He shot six of 18 from the field. He shot pretty well from the three-point range. Three of eight from the three-point line in 32 minutes. I think Malachi Branham was really good, and he kept on shooting the ball even when he was missing. He started to make some shots towards the end of the game. Yeah, that's a good mark for a young guy to be able to have that confidence to keep on keep on popping them. So that's good. All right, we're going to get to our bottom two now. My number one on my bottom two was Zach Collins. Uh, he was three of eight shooting. You know, not the greatest shooting night. He only had two rebounds, which is uncharacteristic for him. Usually has a lot more. And he also turned the ball over three times. So Zach Collins was my number one on my bottom two. My number two was uh, Dougie McBuckets. Just couldn't get the shot to fall. Two of seven shooting overall. Ended up with a total of six points off the bench. And just not one of his better nights. So that's my bottom two. What about you? Yes, for my number one, I went with Blake Wesley. In this game, Blake Wesley didn't shoot very well. Shooting two of six from the field, knocked out three, but he only he turned the ball over two times, which really got him on this bottom two list. My second bottom two, I went with Zach Collins, who just had eight points. You already talked about it, only two rebounds, which is not good enough, and he turned the ball over three times, like you said. I think he wasn't good enough, and he made the bottom two. All right, so there's our top two, bottom two. Now it's time for the question of the day. Remember, you can always text your questions at 512-540-1626. Drew, what you got for us? Yes, this question comes from Cam in San Antonio. His question asks, Do you think Dwayne Dedman will stay in San Antonio with the Spurs, or will he be waived or be traded again? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see how he fits, and I think it'd be a waste of our time to play a 33-year-old any minutes that take away from Barlow or Bassey or uh, even Roby or, or whoever. Um, so I don't think he's going to be around. I think we're going to get rid of him kind of the same way we did with uh, who do we get from the uh, Celtics last year that didn't uh, play with us. It was actually – Gordon Dragic. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I think it's going to be similar to that. Just clearing up roster space, helping the Heat out, and getting a draft pick stockpiled with that. So 
I don't see him sticking around. What about you? Yeah, I agree. I don't think he's going to stick around. I actually saw some reporters say that he's most likely not to stay with the team. He doesn't fit, and he's, he's expected to move on. We might hear that today or tomorrow. So I do agree with that. So that's this question of the day. Okay, I got a follow-up question for you, an impromptu follow-up question. So we have today is February 7th, and the trade deadline, I believe, ends on 3 o'clock on February 9th. Can you predict what deal the Spurs make if they make another one, or do you think they won't make another one? What do you think? Yeah, so I've seen a couple of deals uh, running around my sources. I think that Josh Richardson is a very possibility of trading. I heard a report from the NBA Central on Twitter that he is expected to be dealt for a second-round pick and some cash. So I think Richardson might be dealt. I think McDermott might be dealt. Those are the two that I think are most likely to get dealt, and I really do think it will happen. What are your thoughts on who could get dealt? Well, I'm going to go ahead and throw a surprise in there because those guys have been named quite a bit uh, in a lot of trades, but if we know anything about the trade deadline, it can get really crazy. But I'm going to say that somehow in a deal, I mean, maybe including McDermott, maybe including Jay Rich, I'm going to say that uh, Isaiah Roby is going to be packaged too. Just with somebody as a yeah, throw-in, bottom-of-the-bench yeah. guy. But I'm going to just predict that Isaiah Roby is going to be phased out of San Antonio. Underwhelming this year. Yeah, very much. So I expect a little more out of him. And somebody may just take take him on so this person can give a younger player more minutes in the uh, end of this season, last run before the lottery happens. All right, now it's time for the next segment of our show, This Day in Spurs History. And I'm going to take us back to February 6, 1997. And I chose this one for a couple reasons. Number one, I like to pick the season prior to the Tim Duncan draft where we didn't have a whole lot of wins, but our fortunes turned around really fast. But we played the New York Knicks on February 6, 1997. Do you know who we won our first championship from just two years later? Um, we won that championship against the New York the Knicks. The New York Knicks, yeah. So, I just, what a difference two years can make when you get a number one pick in the draft. So, that's kind of how that landed back in 1997. Knicks won 96-84. to 84. That dropped the Spurs' overall record to 11 wins and 34 losses. Very similar to our 14-40 and 40 this year at this time. Uh, the leading scores for the Spurs... Off the bench, Dominique Wilkins had 19 points and 6 rebounds. Monty Williams, coach of the Phoenix Suns, 18 points, 8 rebounds. Corey Alexander, broadcaster for ESPN now, 14 points. And Greg Cadillac Anderson, who I really liked back in the day, he had 11 points and 12 rebounds. So that is this day in Spurs history back in 1997, the year before we drafted a Hall of Famer and one of the best power forwards in NBA history. All right, now it's time that we preview the upcoming game. The Spurs play the Toronto Raptors on Wednesday, February 8th at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Drew, what can you tell us about Toronto? Yeah, so the Toronto Raptors are an interesting team this year. The Raptors come into this game with a 25-30 and 30 record. Um, I think that this team is not very good as they were last year. We played them early on in the year, and they absolutely um, demolished us because we didn't really have much of our players. But let's talk about some of the players they have. They have Pascal Siakam, who has 25 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists per game. 
Brett Van Leet, who's averaging 19 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists. Gary Trent Jr., who's averaging 18 points and 1 assist. OG Ananobi, who's averaging 17 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. Scotty Barnes, who's averaging 15 points, 7 rebounds. Precious Achua, who's averaging 10 points, 6 rebounds. And a lot of other young guys, who I think some of these guys can get traded, actually. I've heard a lot of talks about OG Ananobi maybe getting traded. Gary Trent Jr. maybe getting traded. So I think this Raptors team might be different tomorrow. So that's just a take for me. I've heard some rumblings about Anunobi, and I think he would be a big piece for somebody to pick up. I don't know where he'll land, but that's the fun of the trade deadline. So Raptors are going to be an interesting matchup. Pascal Siakam, you know, pretty solid for them. But uh, we'll see how the Spurs do. My player to go off on this uh, matchup with the Raptors is a former Raptor. My player to go off is Jakob Pertl, and uh, I think he's going to have a really good game. He's been trending upward lately his past couple games. Like I mentioned earlier, he did really well. So Jakob's my player to go off. And my prediction for this game, unfortunately, I've got the Raptors winning by 11. I think it's going to be a tough night for the Spurs. Maybe not as tough as the Bulls night, but tough nonetheless. And... Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. If they make some moves and some guys are unavailable, it could get really interesting really fast. But uh, that's what I got. What about you? Yes, yeah, so for my player to go off, I'm going to go with Kata Bates-Diop, who the last time we played the Raptor, he was really the only source of offense. He put up 17 points and four rebounds that game and shot six of 12 from the field and two of four from the three-point line. I think he'll be my player to go off. And my prediction for this game, I'm actually going to pick the Spurs to win this game by six points. I think that we might win this game since the Raptors, I th- the Raptors, I think they're also tanking a little bit. So give me the Spurs to win this game. All right. Well, I hope you're right, and I hope I'm wrong. That's a good pick, and it'll be really, really interesting. That brings us to the end of this episode of Spur of the Moment, number 125. Thanks for joining us. Drew, would you take us home, please? Yes, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And as always, go Spurs, go!